education is not about the filling of a pill, but the lighting of a fire. And I think that's so true. I think the understanding that there's always more to learn, there's always more knowledge. And in, in this day and age, of course, you know, you can get it at your fingertips, the actual knowledge pie itself. And that isn't to say that you shouldn't learn as much about what you're doing as you can. But I think this whole conversation has been about, you know, creating what is it about something which really lights your fire? What is it that you're really passionate about? If that's your starting point, the information that you need will come to you. The opportunities to speak to the right person will come to you. The doors will open and, and send you in the right direction. So I think understanding the difference in, in that phrase is, is, is a really key thing and something which um, I obviously quote every time I do the podcast, but it's more importantly, it's something which rings true to me in terms of, yes, as long as I've got my passion, as long as I'm waking up thinking, yeah, great, today I can do this, then I know I'm heading in the right direction. Are you searching for your ideal career, fed up of your daily grind, or simply want to hear some inspiring stories? Then you've come to the right place, because it's time to do a job you love. It's time to get work savvy. Welcome to episode 33 of the Get Work Savvy podcast. Hope that you're well, and I'm so glad you could join us for another episode. If you're new to the show, then hi, my name's Liam. I'm an e-product manager working for a national training provider in the UK, and it's my absolute belief and wish that you find a job that you're passionate about. And of course, the Get Work Savvy podcast is here for you if you're lost for some inspiration about what direction you want to take, whether you've started a career and it's not working out and you're just feeling a bit of lackluster in what it is that you're doing at the moment, or if you're just here to be inspired and motivated by others who have found a way to get paid for their passion. As you'd have heard in that opening intro, Mark has his own show, the Education on Fire podcast, but that's not exactly where he started. As you'll become familiar by now, the main episodes that I'm sharing on a weekly basis are going to be complemented by those longer form interviews. So be mindful to subscribe and to listen out for those bonus episodes where we take time to explore each of the guest journeys and to learn even more lessons from what it is they do. But getting back to this week's episode, let's hear a little bit how Mark went from his starting career as a musician and a highly successful musician playing in venues such as the Royal Albert Hall, for example, to going into creating a podcast to help educators get the most out of what it is that they're doing and to take inspiration from others. I think in, in, in this day and age of having everything at your fingertips in terms of podcasts and YouTube and all that kind of thing, I think there, there's obviously a fine balance, as, as we tell our children all the time, in terms of how you show up and how you do all these things as well. But I think understanding that actually you have access these days to a wealth of entrepreneurs, of you know, intellectual people who are just creating amazing amounts of content and it's there. And as podcast listeners, as everyone here is, just go and explore, just try a few things out, you know, get yourself out of your comfort zone and just see what actually comes to you. Because I, I sort of found my podcast calling through just not really knowing where I was going, just exploring and listening to the odd thing. And then all of a sudden I heard this one person and thought, ah, oh, yes, I really like this. And it's taken me into a whole new world. And you know, like I said, podcasting's a, a massive part of my life now. So just open the world up and see where it takes you and don't shut it down. Just make the most of this incredible era that we have at the moment with the internet just at our fingertips. I think you'd agree that in this day and age, we have got more opportunity than ever before. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's just another example of the amount of awesome resources that are available to us, as well as the tips and advice that you can glean from other people. So if you are thinking, 
I could do that. Why not give it a go? Try and find somebody who's giving you that advice for free, perhaps even reaching out to a few people to help you along the way and take a chance and try and do something that isn't necessarily the norm. I think that's something that we often get focused on is doing what is expected of us. And we'll come on to that later in the show. But what Mark also talks about here is how quite often we start off with that end goal in mind without realising all the hard work that goes into it. So yes, as I said to start with, be passionate about what it is that you want to do, but equally go in with your eyes open to the potential of the hard work that it is that you're going to be putting in. If you want to do something, no matter how skilled you are or how passionate you are, there's an amount of work that usually has to go in, the perseverance, you know, just keeping going. What am I doing today to put myself in the best position to be better tomorrow? And if you can do that and you're passionate about it as well and you're seeing results that you think are actually improving, it's almost, I think, a little bit like a hockey stick kind of diagram. That As long as you can see to begin with, it's getting a little bit better, more people are engaging with what you do whatever your career whatever you happen to do people are pleased with what you're doing you're producing something you're making targets if that's part of your job but then you suddenly from the bottom of that hockey stick it suddenly starts to ramp up and it gets much steeper much quicker and then you think oh yeah all that hard work is suddenly now paying off and you need that hard work that understanding and that ethic of knowing what you're about in order for that overnight success to to happen probably 10 years or so down the line as is in the case with lots of people So I think the key message here is just don't expect that overnight success that people always fascinate about. Let's hear a little bit more about how Mark found his way into what his original passion was, and that being music. And equally, hear of his experience of how he had to go through some of those tougher times to get to where he wanted to be. As a musician, when I was sat playing or or stood playing these instruments, I was basically talking in the most authentic way that I could in a non-verbal way. And, and that kind of always struck me. It never felt like it was a job when I was at school, when I, <laughs> we were talking about careers officers before we started recording. And I remember, you know, going into there and saying, yes, I want to go to music college. And they say, yeah, but you can't really do that. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, no, but I know this could happen. It was music that talked to me. But of course, everybody's different. So whether you're into the sciences, whether you're into sport, um, humanities, whatever it happens to be, there's usually something there that you just go, do you know what? I feel really at home. I think one of the things that's, that's worth mentioning about that is that it all sounds very easy <laughs> when you look back on it. But of course, there are many setbacks, you know, that you, you audition for music colleges and then you've got to get a job and then oh, there are no jobs really for musicians or very few in this country. So it's about being a freelancer and then it's about how you navigate that world of not having a job but working constantly and and networking and all those kind of things. And so it's it's never quite as straightforward as it often sounds. But for me, because I was so passionate about it, it seemed like a not a no-brainer. It was actually, you know, this is what I'm going to do because this is how I want to to, to show up in the world. And I I think sometimes the the difficulty is this. This is a little bit like saying to a younger person, what do you want to be? I want to be a footballer. I want to play for Real Madrid or Manchester United or whoever it happens to be. And then you see them play football and you think, I'm not sure that that's necessarily going to be the case. You might have the passion for it, but maybe you don't have the talent or, or whatever it happens to be. And people can see that kind of thing. And I think you have to be honest and realistic about what you're doing as well as having that passion too. But I think if you're honest with yourself and step by step, it may not go in the direction you expect it to. And it might not be very 
much of a straight line to get there. It's usually quite a zigzag journey. But actually, if you're honest and you think, I love this and I really enjoy it, and actually it is working for me. You know, in my case, it was that kind of, oh, people are taking notice. and They are booking me to do the odd gig. And I am able to do this. And I did get into music college and, and I do still love it. And now I've been exposed to something else and they're really keen. And I really like the community that I'm involved in. And so you, it's just one step at a time, you know, that, you know, everything starts with the first step and as all these quotes go, it, and that really is key. And I think you, you can be honest about that with yourself as you get older and as you start to think about how these things work out for you. And I think Mark's absolutely right there. I know a younger Liam would have said to himself, oh, you should have been at this level by now. You should have made it. You're going to be stuck in whatever you're doing and you're never going to be able to find something that you truly like for work you're gonna to have to suffer um to earn money in that regard and i think that is just one of those things that you know hindsight has taught me and uh the experience of going through my journey is just taking things one step at a time and trying to just learn a little bit more each time get a bit more experience and like mark said sooner or later you'll start to get a bit more recognition for what you're doing and find your way a little bit more easier. Not to say that that's going to be easy, but it will just start opening out for you and opportunities will start to present themselves to help you along the way. And something that me and Mark talked a little bit deeper about on how he actually found his way into becoming a successful podcaster, because originally he was a musician. So I asked him how he made that transition from there to becoming a successful education podcaster. The media and, and press and all that is often quite sort of down in terms of education, in terms of, you know, understaffing, teachers not being paid enough, the amount of hours they've got to work, the amount of testing going on for children. And, and while a lot of that is true, I thought it's not actually going to change while we're just sort of going in this downward spiral. And so I thought, actually, maybe I could do something about it. And it was around the same sort of time I started listening to podcasts and I started hearing what people were doing off their own back, as it were. And I was listening to different podcasts and getting lots of information and realized that I was actually learning, not just about podcasting, but learning about all a myriad of things just by being connected to the internet, just by having this thing on my phone as I was sort of wandering around or in the car touring. And I thought, that's a great way of people just connecting, you know, often you sort of get trapped in this idea that all you know is your experience within the four walls of your house or your office or wherever you happen to be working or however your life looks. And actually, I was being taught by some of the most successful entrepreneurs and, and business people in the world talking about all manner of things from all over the world. And I just thought it was just a question of clicking a button. And I thought, actually, I can probably, through the people that I've met through my education working in various schools and situations that I've been I could actually share with these people who listen some of the great stuff that was happening. And that was then going to probably change the dialogue for them at least, and maybe therefore have a ripple effect and affect the children that they were teaching and, and, and sort of bring a community together of that kind of sort of like-minded people. And, and that was kind of my reason for starting podcasting. And, and I absolutely love it. I get to meet so many people. I get the chance to chat to all sorts of organizations that are doing brilliant things within the education space. And yeah, it, so it sort of came out of nowhere. I'm as passionate about that and having my voice heard as I am about music. It's a slightly different feeling. It's a slightly different part of my life, I guess. But now it's becoming an integral part and takes up really a third of everything that I do. I've got my professional playing career still. 
I've got my education work, which I do, which I've just reduced a little bit now because it's become a podcast network. I've got three podcasts, the education on fire, the learning on fire, and one for the National Association for Primary Education. And that takes an awful lot of work from the recording and the editing and getting all these things uploaded. And that seems to be the thing which is really flourishing. So I'm just sitting back and enjoying the ride and, and seeing where it's going to take me. So as you can hear, Mark is practicing what he preaches there and taking the opportunities that are presenting themselves to him. And I must say, like a fantastic job. He's been able to not start just one podcast to make it a success, but also had the opportunity to create his own little network, which I think is fantastic. Now, one thing I did ask Mark was, what is his biggest challenge? And I think it's quite interesting and quite appropriate to most of us. And that being focusing on what it is that you want to do and taking the opportunities that are right for you and not necessarily what others suggest or others perceive the right thing for you is. Let's hear about what Mark has to say on this. My biggest challenge, I would say, is probably being truly honest about what the next step might be for me. We sort of touched on it earlier in terms of doing what other people think you should do. You know, I need to take this job because of this, or I need the money because of this, or actually I'm not going to do that because someone else has said it's not a good idea. And I think the biggest challenge, especially in a in a world where you're surrounded by lots of people who've got many different opinions, is actually to have the understanding to step back and actually evaluate it for you. And so I think that was been my biggest challenge is actually to sort of have the strength to say no. And I think that's a big challenge for lots of people, you know. I'm not going to do that just because you think it's a good idea or I'm, I'm not going to take that particular job because I ought to. I'm going to actually do, do it slightly differently. And so I think that's been the biggest challenge is getting to a point where you suddenly realize that you're at the center of everything that you do. And, you know, and we all have to survive and we all have to do things which make our life work in the best way that we, we possibly can. But I think actually having a real understanding of what that is and saying no to things, because every time you say yes to something, it shuts the door down to something else. And so sometimes you need to have that space, whether it's just mental space or physical space or just a chance to have the understanding because you need to allow the things that you want to do. And, you know, we talk about passion. We're talking about doing things that we love. You know, it's quite hard to have that come into your life if you're working 18 hours a day. And so it might just be that, you know, I'm not going to do that amount of overtime this particular month because I want to work on, you know, like you said, setting up a podcast or whatever it happens to be. And, and you have to do that with your hand on your heart and say, but I think this is right for me. And I think saying yes to things and being able to say no to things, but doing it authentically for yourself is, is, a, is a massive challenge. It certainly has been for me, but something which I think when you can put yourself in the center of what you're doing, then it, it gives you every chance to make the right decision for you. And there's no right and there's no wrong, but I think it does there's something about a gut feeling which is an, in, an integral part of actually really supporting yourself. I know for me personally that is something that I always find difficult. I always find choosing the right thing to do especially when it is focusing on something that I want to do compared to something that other people think would be beneficial to me or I can see the value that it might bring somebody else. For example, helping other people with different projects or previously when I was working in positions in other jobs, going for a promotion, how that would take up more of my time. And instead of being selfish and sticking to my guns about doing what it is I was doing, I'd think, yeah, well, I could step up and I could do that and I could go down this different route. But actually, it wasn't necessarily right for me at the time. 
and it took my focus off what it is that I wanted to achieve. I wonder if you have that issue and I wonder if that's something that you'd ever considered being a bit more selfish and being a bit more laser focused. I know one real great piece of advice that I received when my son was born actually was from my wife's uncle and I was telling him how we had been given all this advice about what to do with our son and and if you've got a child you can relate to this but if you haven't got one there is no manual or right way of doing things you're just left to get on with it and essentially you are the decision maker and I think that's similar to how the decisions you make for your career there is no right or wrong way of doing things it's all depending on yourself and there'll be different paths that you can take but the piece of advice that my wife's uncle gave me was that listen to everybody's advice absorb it take it on board take the good bits take the bad bits but then make your own plan and make your own decision on what it is that you're going to do. And I think that's very fitting for now, thinking about when others are trying to guide you into doing something that they want to do. You have got to put that pause button on, think about whether it's going to be a benefit to you and essentially making those hard decisions to say no to some opportunities because like Mark said, they could close doors on others. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Get Work Savvy podcast. Leave us a rating and review in the Apple podcast or the podcast player of your choice because it really does help the show. Share it with anyone that you feel it will give value to. And if you've got any feedback or have any suggestions or recommendations of people that you'd like me to talk to, then by all means, contact me using Facebook and Twitter by searching for at Get Work Savvy. Looking forward to hearing from you. I hope you have a fantastic week and I hope that this episode has provided you with some value in finding a way to get paid for your passion. Until next time, take care and I'll speak to you soon.